What's up, guys? Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of GCC Talk, the weekly podcast from Grace Community Church in Crossville, Tennessee. I'm joined, as always, by my lovely wife and our youth director, Jessica Evans. Hello. And our awesome and amazingly talented women's ministry director, Teresa Breeding. Hello. All right, so today we are going to be going into chapter three of Philippians for another episode of A Day in the Word. And today we're going to be reading out of the message translation. Um, and we're going to skip around and use different translations just to give a, a more wholesome context. I think it's interesting to read uh, different stories and passages, especially ones you're familiar with in different translations, and to get a un- different understanding. Mm-hmm. It should be noted that translations uh, are not translations of each other, like not everything is a translation of the King James Version. Uh, Translations are actually translations of the original languages. So our new translations like NIV, NLT, NSV, ESV, those are all translations of the Alexandrian manuscripts, which are older manuscripts. They're the original uh, tablets that archaeologists found, you know, some couple hundred years ago. So it's not a translation from a English translation. It's actually a translation from the original Hebrew and the original Greek. Um, so all of these translations are very accurate. It just depends how they're structured. So um, some translations are word for word or a literal translation. So where the original manuscript would say the, the English translation says the, right? Some like the New Living Translation is more meaning for meaning. So it takes what the original Greek would have meant and says it in English words. Mm-hmm. So the message translation we're going to be reading from was written and translated by Eugene Peterson, and it is highly um, meaning for meaning. So it, it's a, very much a paraphrase and it puts it in modern American slang. That's why it sounds like (laughs) no other Bible you've read before, but it is so easy to understand and it paints such a beautiful word picture Mm -hmm. and sort of a fun word picture all at the same time. So Mm -hmm. very um, conversational. mm -hmm. So anytime I'm doing a study, I will usually also read it in the message. Um, So I just, I I love the message. I I recommend reading the message. um, And I just think it's, it's fun to read. So today we'll be reading Philippians 3 in the Message Translation. So if you want to pull that up in your Bible or in the Bible app, if you don't have a Message Translation, that would be cool too. Oh, before we get started, random question. (laughs) What was the original translation of your very first Bible? Mine was actually King James. Mm -hmm. And I was a really young girl and it was very hard for me to understand and I gave up. Mm, Yes. Yeah. Mine too. Same. It It was the King James. I don't even think it was the new King James. I think it was just the King James yeah, version. Yeah, mine was. And yeah. I did the same thing. I, I read it a little. I tried, but I just didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. And then after that, I ended up with a Bible that it was, I don't even know, it was a paperback Bible and it was um, just called the Living Bible. Mm. And I understood it better. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, King James was rough. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So mine would be the same. And I'm assuming... Because my first Bible actually bought at Walmart, and this is before I was really a Christian. I just thought I would start reading the Bible. And I'm assuming Walmart has some sort of contract with the the publishers of the King James because that's all they carry. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, at least it, whenever I bought mine and the last few times I've looked, that's all that's there. So I assume that's that's they mm. just have some sort of contract. But s- same kind of story. I read. I, I tried to start at the beginning and read through. Ended up somewhere in Leviticus. I actually did pretty good. <laughs> hey, that's and, pretty good. And uh, I... I didn't understand a whole lot of it. Yeah. And I was incredibly confused when I got to Leviticus. So Yeah. Well, now, I d- you know, don't get me wrong. I do think that a lot of King James is beautiful. Mm, you I agree. Know? And, I, and I enjoy it because of its beauty of, yeah. you know, it's almost poetic. 
But as far as understanding it, as I'm just trying to read it, right. yeah, uh, it's it's even more difficult to me today. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I love the King James, like the, the poetic symmetry that it has, mm-hmm. because I mean, if you can read Psalms 23 and everything else, but nothing compares to the King yeah, James right. version. It's so beautiful. And same with John three sixteen, King James is just, that's how the verse, that's, that's how Jesus said it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I get that. And I, and I love the King James. Like I'll even, I'll read it now. Like when I read, when I'm doing a study, I'll read the King James because I love the way that it, it's phrased. But mm-hmm. as far as sitting down and reading several chapters, I just, I don't get as much from it because I'm struggling to, to understand exactly who it's talking about with the, 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 and the thou and right. You know, and when you're teaching it, it is hard when you're is. teaching from it. Yeah, to right. help someone else to understand it. Right. right. But I do love it as a translation. Uh, I think it's very interesting to read. Typically when I'm doing a study, I will be in NIV or NLT. Yeah, yeah. Too. Too. Okay, so we will start off in Philippians 3 in the message translation. And I believe, Teresa, you were up first. All right, verse 1. And that's about it, friends. Be glad in God. I don't mind repeating what I've written in earlier letters, and I hope you don't mind hearing it again. Better safe than sorry. So here goes. Steer clear of the barking dogs. Those religious busybodies all bark and no bite. All they're interested in is appearances. Knife-happy circumcisers, I call them. The real believers are the ones the Spirit of God leads to work away at His ministry, filling the air with Christ's praise as we do it. We couldn't carry this off by by our own efforts, and we know it. Even though we can list what many might think are impressive credentials. You know my pedigree. A legitimate birth circumcised on the eighth day, an Israelite from the elite tribe of Benjamin, a strict and devout adherent to God's law, a fiery defender of the purity of my religion, even to the point of persecuting the church, a meticulous observer of everything set down in God's law book. Okay, so I'm sure if you're not familiar with the message translation, you're going, that's not the Bible. (laughs) Um, But but it is. It's a legitimate translation of the Bible. Again, it is a meaning for meaning paraphrase. So it it essentially goes off what Paul meant and puts it in like American slang. And it kind of makes it fun. Knife happy circumcisers. Religious busybodies, right? (laughs) So I think we can take away, at least in this first part, that Paul is is talking to an audience about another audience, right? Right, yeah. Um, So at at this time, there was a lot of false teaching going on. Um, And he's talking, seems like maybe we talked about this last week too in in Philippians 2. Am I remembering incorrectly? Maybe so. But that he's that at this time, there's a lot of false teaching going on that the Jews are teaching that, yes, you can have Jesus, but you also have to follow the law of Moses. Maybe I just finished doing a big study on this because I just preached on it. Maybe that's why Maybe so. <laughs> uh, it's, it's in my memory. But yeah, at this time, there's a, a bunch of false teachers going around and saying that they're, they're sort of like legalistic, that you can be saved with Jesus. You can be a Christian, but you still have to follow the law of Moses. You have Mm. to be circumcised. You have to do these works and keep the commandments and be a perfect Jew as well as a Christian. Mm -hmm. And they're putting too much on, on, you know, new Christians. And Paul comes and says, no, they're entirely wrong, right? They think that their circumcision makes them righteous, whereas it is the spirit of Jesus in you that makes you righteous. Right. And he's saying, I know, because I was all those things. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was the perfect Pharisee among the Pharisees, and I was I did carry out all those things. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to switch over real quick um, because I read this initially in New Living Translation before we decided to read it in the message. Um, and and in the end, right there in verse nine, he says, or in verse six, sorry, he says, 
I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. <laughs> he was good. Uh, he was, I mean, he basically saying I'm perfect, right? I mean, as, as far as perfection goes, as far as being a good Jew goes, mm-hmm. I was it. Mm-hmm. I was the top. Which obviously when Paul commits to something, he's all in. He's all yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's for sure. Yes, very true. And, and he's saying that, you know, if anyone has a reason to boast, I do. Right. Um, yet he'll go on and, and say that that's no reason to boast. So, Jessica, do you want to keep reading in sure. verse 7? Yeah. The very credentials these people are waving around as something special. I'm tearing up and throwing out with the trash, along with everything else I used to take credit for. And why? Because of Christ. Yes, all the things I once thought were so important are gone from my life, compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ Jesus as my master. Firsthand, everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant dog dung. (laughs) I've dumped it all in the trash so that I could embrace Christ and be embraced by him. I didn't want some petty inferior brand of of righteousness that comes from keeping a list of rules when I could get the robust kind that comes from trusting Christ, God's righteousness. I gave up all that inferior stuff so I could know Christ personally, experience his resurrection power, be a partner in his suffering, and go all the way with him to death itself. If there was any way to get in on the resurrection from the dead, I wanted to do it. So he's saying that everything that that they all saw as the most important things mm-hmm. is worthless. Just right. throw it all out. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not important. Christ Jesus is what's important. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And I think it's, uh, this is almost like his testimony here too, because he's like, all these things that you consider to be perfect, like if you had the perfect life, if you had achieved everything you'd ever wanted to do and you had that big corner office with that seven figure. that seven figure job, <laughs> yeah, that's the word. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you had the perfect job with all the money, with all their credentials and you had all the power and all the loyalty and all that, when you find Jesus, it's useless, it's pointless. You've, mm-hmm. are, you've reached the top without any of that. Mm-hmm. Right, he, he's saying all that that everyone is striving to achieve. I have achieved it, and I can tell you, it's garbage. It's trash. It's dog mm-hmm. dunk. Right, right. And and that in comparison to his relationship with Christ, it's dog dung. That's pretty great. <laughs> I like okay. whenever he says, "I didn't want some petty and inferior brand of righteousness that comes from keeping a list of rules when I could get the robust kind that comes from trusting Christ." Right. I I like that that. word robust, robust. Robust. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's about relationship with Jesus. It's Mm -hmm. not about rules. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we've talked about here before that, that you don't have to follow these rules to earn your salvation, Mm -hmm. but that when you come to know Christ, you're compelled to do good things and to do good works because of your love for him, Mm -hmm. but not because you have to keep those rules for him to accept you. Right. 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 And I think it's easily compared to kind of that, religiousness that we even have today that that when we we think that what we can do and what we what we can achieve and how good we can be when we think that can save us we're essentially taking away from like the grace of god right right whenever we think it's something that we've done it's no longer jesus's death on a cross that saved us it's our own power and our own ability right and and paul says here that 
You see, I gave up all that inferior stuff so that I could know Christ personally, experience his resurrection power, be a partner in his suffering, and go all the way with him to death itself. Yes. And I, I thought that was interesting to be a partner with his suffering because he's, we know from the beginning, he is in the midst of his suffering at this moment. Yes, he's gone. He's yeah. suffered so much for the gospel. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's saying that he's partnering with Christ in that suffering. And in, in this, he's, I just, I think it's so powerful how he's kind of saying, nothing that you think you can achieve is what's going to save you. Right. That it, it's Christ and Christ alone that does. Right. Yes. Amen. Okay, I'll start reading in 12 through 16, so I'm going to read. I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I have it made, but I am well on my way, reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. So let's keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us, if any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. And this, I mean, if you just, starting from the top, Paul's, you know, I'm not saying I have all this figured out. I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means, but he says, I am well on my way. And that he, and well on his way is reaching for Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see him almost like a coach in this being mm-hmm. like, all right, guys, we're almost there. Right. Come on. We can yeah. do this. Keep right. on. <laughs> I, I know. I felt that sort of like when, when, when reading it, <laughs> yeah. like I wanted to just coach and just, <laughs> I felt that when you're reading them. It. Yeah. But he, he says, and, and I think this is something I think we all have to do, you know, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus, that he's off and running and he's not turning back. No. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I mean, what would it look like? And I think we talked about this probably last week or every time we've read scripture, like what would it look like in our own lives if our eye was on the goal, the goal being Jesus, and we're striving to be as much like Jesus as we could, what would our life look like? Would it look like how we're living it right now or would it look entirely different? Yeah. 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 Because I think we all, no matter how hard we're trying or how well we're doing, we Mm -hmm. all get sidetracked. We do. Absolutely. So, okay, it's back around to Teresa if you want to start in verse 17. Verse 17, stick with me, friends. Keep track of those you see running this same course, headed for this same goal. There are many out there taking other paths, choosing other goals, and trying to get you to go along with them. I've warned you of them many times. Sadly, I'm having to do it again. All they want is Easy Street. They hate Christ Cross. But Easy Street is a dead-end street. Those who live there make their bellies their gods. Belches are their praise. All they can think of is their appetites. Hmm. I like that it says for us to keep track of those that are running the same course and headed mm-hmm. for the same goal. We right. all need to keep track of each other and yeah. keep each other right. on the same course and not get not let each other get off on another path. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's warned warned them of it many times, and sadly, he's having to do it again. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. And, yeah. And that's then, all of us. <laughs> oh yeah. Time and time again. Then he says there are many others taking other paths choosing other goals and trying to get you to go along with them. Mm-hmm. And, and I, that's mm-hmm. always the case. You're never, I mean, the second you decide that you're going to, to break your addiction, right? The second you decide you're going to stop smoking cigarettes, you know, your, your best friend, Joe is going to come in with a big <laughs> pack of cigarettes and, and, you know, or the second you're going to quit drinking, you're going to invited to a party that you wish that you would never get invited to otherwise. Right. And, 
And, and the second you decide you're going to do better, the devil's going to start throwing temptations your way and they're going to try to lead you off course. Yeah, right. Because he's good. The devil's good. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, just take it as a compliment. He's throwing, trying to throw you off course because right. you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. So take it as a compliment. Rise above and move on. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're not getting attacked, you're probably doing something wrong. Right. You're, yeah. yeah. If, if you're not a threat, he's not going to mess with you. Yeah. yeah. Just so, yeah. right on. And it says, all they want is easy street. So mm-hmm. I think that's interesting because, mm-hmm. I mean, like any goal in your life, most of the time it's a difficult one to get to. Yeah. You know, it takes right. some effort on your oh, part. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time in our society, we've just gotten used to having things handed to us mm-hmm. or having, you know, being apathetic about things and not caring as much. But this warns against that, telling us that we need to be we need to be aware that we're going to have to put in some work too. Yeah. You know? right. It's not going to be easy. We're not just going to be able to lay down and have a life that's fruitful right. if we don't, if we're not willing to put a, put some work into it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. And it says they hate Christ's cross mm. and, and he says they hate or they, all they want is easy street and that they hate Christ's cross. Mm-hmm. And of course we are called to pick up and carry our cross daily. Mm-hmm. And so to, to follow Jesus, though we are not judged or, or though we are not made righteous by our works, we are expected, right? When we know Jesus, that good deeds will flow from us. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so yeah. we'll have to carry that cross daily, but it, but the difference is it's not, we're not earning our righteousness. We're working out of our righteousness. Yes. Right. Yes. 20 through 21. <laughs> but there's far more to life for us. We're citizens of high heaven. We're waiting the arrival of the Savior, the Master Jesus Christ, who will transform our earthly bodies into glorious bodies like his own. He'll make us beautiful and whole with the same powerful skill by which he is putting everything as it should be under and around us. Right. So there's there's far, far more to more life, to life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. for us. Yeah. That we're citizens of high heaven. <laughs> and I think that's when you when you remember that, mm-hmm. right? You know, in the world but not of the world. When when you remember that although you're here, although you're in the midst of life and you're in the midst of struggle and in your midst of temptation and darkness and this world is kind of surrounding you, that you have to remember where you're a citizen of. Yeah, that's right. Right? right? We 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 as followers of Jesus, our citizenship is no longer here on earth. Now, there's work for us to do here on earth, mm-hmm. but our citizenship is in heaven. Yes. And I think we have to live like citizens of heaven. Yes. Right? Amen. There's so much more for us after mm-hmm. this earthly life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if we, we keep heading down easy street because it's easy. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. It's a dead end. But it's a dead end. Exactly. <laughs> yep. We've got to act and, and live like we are citizens of heaven. Amen. Yeah. So we're citizens of high heaven. So as citizens of high heaven, we can't continuously live like citizens of earth, like citizens of mm-hmm. the darkness, like that we right. belong to the evil one. We can't, we can't live like that because that's not where our citizenship is any longer. Right. That we, we, once we've entered into salvation, once we've been saved with Jesus, we, we are then citizens of heaven. Now there's a work for us to do on earth, but we don't do that work for our righteousness we do work out of our righteousness because we are citizens of heaven yeah so at our conference last weekend there was a statement that goes along with that and it is salvation is about bringing the kingdom of god to earth yes Mm -hmm. and i love that because what basically what she was saying was it's not the purpose of salvation is not to be saved and to go to heaven the purpose of salvation is you know ultimately those things but it's also for a work here 
and that we're called to be lights to the world that we're in and our salvation. If that's all we're using it for, if that's all that, you know, we want it for is Mm -hmm. to go to heaven, then we're miss, we're misusing what our salvation is meant for. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that when the end goal is heaven, we're missing out Yeah. because there's, there's number one, there's an abundant life for us here. Mm -hmm. And then there's work for us here that once we are saved, we're not just, oh, good, free ticket to heaven. Right. Right. <laughs> right. It's it's once I'm saved, now the work begins. My journey starts. Yes. My goal is to get as many people to heaven with me yes. that I can. So, mm-hmm. yeah, heaven is not the end goal. Heaven is a reward. It's a real nice reward. But, right. the, mm-hmm. but the end goal, I think, is to to work for Jesus. Yes. And, Amen. Yeah. Okay, so as we end, something I kind of wish we'd have done from the beginning, and I, we sort of have, but... I feel like every time I finish reading a chapter or something, I always have that one big takeaway that's kind of stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. So uh, just a, a quick 30 seconds. We give each of us a 30 seconds because we're already at 25 minutes. What was your big takeaway from Philippians 3? Teresa, you want to kick it off? <laughs> well, I think that mine was, you know, to just keep trucking along. Mm-hmm. Do what you're supposed to do. Right. Keep track of your friends. Encourage each other and keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think it it was sort of similar to what you were saying with me, it was, um, you know, stick with me, my, stick with me, friends. Keep track of those who who you see running the same course headed for the same goal. So that's telling me, yes. find my Christian brothers and sisters, you know, help them, watch them, let them help me and pour into me. Yes. But then he also says to be aware of those going down other paths mm-hmm. that they're going to try to pull me with them. And I think we see that time and time again, that when you are living right and you're doing the right things and when you're living a Christian life, there are going to be those that want to try to pull you in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. There's and, that tug of war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for me, my big takeaway was to, you know, stick close with my Christian brothers and sisters and don't be led astray by the, 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 the pretty things of this world. Yes. Yeah. I think mine would be that there's far better a life for us mm. and that our calling is not just to be saved, but our calling is to um, pick up our cross and help do whatever we have to do to get other people in our lives to experience that salvation too. Yes. There are hurting people out there and we've been called to minister to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of GCC Talk. We will see you next Monday. Bye. Bye.